Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Parenthood Podcast. I'm Amy Laginus, your podcast host and guide to not only surviving, but thriving as a highly sensitive parent. Together, we'll dive into common challenges of highly sensitive parents, hear from other HSPs and empaths about their experiences in parenthood, and learn to honor and celebrate our sensitivity, not only as parents, but as humans. Welcome. The power of micro breaks as an HSP parent. Hi there, I'm Amy Laginus, the founder of HighlySensitiveParenthood.com, an online resource center for highly sensitive parents and HSP kids. Today, I'm going to be sharing about the power of micro breaks as an HSP parent. So let's be real, parenting is relentless. I choose that word very intentionally because it doesn't end. When we become parents, we are parents always, right? And especially as parents of young kids um, or kids that live in the home even, we have a lot on our plates every day, right? Um, Many of us highly sensitive parents don't really get the amount of downtime that we would ideally get. Um, on a day-to-day basis for us to feel calm and energized in our best selves. Instead, we find ourselves kind of rushing from task to task, just frantically trying to accomplish all that we need to get done in one day um, before we fall into bed exhausted. First of all, um, this is a real thing and it's also not our faults. In my mind, this busyness is is a part of our culture. Um, It's a societal problem, much more so than it is an individual problem, but it impacts, I would say, almost all the parents that I know. Um, Particularly moms have an immense amount of pressure put on us um, to just do it all. And even if we consciously reject some of these expectations, they sink in and we find ourselves scrambling to keep up, scrambling to live up to societal expectations, even if we don't fully buy into them. We were never meant to care for our children 24-7. Throughout history, we had, in general, much more support, community support. Um, We lived in, you know, smaller villages or communities where there were other adults or other people around to assist or to take care of our childhood or childcare needs or cooking meals. So it was much more of a um, sort of a symbiotic community where people are taking care of each other rather than one individual person, one parent, one mom, or, you know, two parents who were needing to take care of all of the different things, um, which is what we find ourselves in, in most societies today, these individualistic societies. Um, So we're expected to do you know, the household cooking, the chores, um, the taking care of health, um, making money, blah, 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 all these different things, right? And now we have these modern day tasks, paperwork, emails, taxes, volunteering, birthday parties, on on and on, athletics, um, that really sort of pile on the pressure and just the take time, they take time and energy from us, right? So, um, So this is a common denominator for many of us parents, especially those of us living in Western countries, that we have these immense pressures that are put on us by society that can be really difficult to escape from. Um, When parents are working outside of the home, in addition to taking care of their children and household, there's another layer of intensity to the schedule and to exhaustion. 
And then conversely, staying at home with your kids, um, not working outside of the house can add another layer of emotional or sensory intensity for many highly sensitive parents. So um, there might be one way that works better for you individually, but neither staying at home with kids nor working outside the home is a foolproof answer to reducing the intensity of being a highly sensitive parent. So no matter what our lives look like, early parenthood is just, it's hard. It's simply hard. So all of that said, I don't want to minimize self-care or shame those of us who feel too busy to care for ourselves. Um, I know many people, clients and friends um, who really struggle to find, just to find time and to find energy to take care of themselves um, as a person outside of all of the many responsibilities on their plate. Um, so I don't want to say here, oh my gosh, just, you know, self-care and then like that's it that's the solution um there's societal challenges too um that i don't have the bandwidth to get into here but um we are going up against a lot and there's only so much we can do um when we live in a society that's so fast-paced and so demanding that said i've looked at um some solutions for you and one of my very very favorites that i've used successfully is a micro break um so what that looks like for many of us is between, I'm gonna define it as between one to 10 minutes of downtime. Of course it can look longer than that, maybe even shorter. Um, but the idea is, is that many of us don't have, even if we benefit from it, we don't have like an hour to ourselves a day where we can just relax. Um, and sometimes it, we feel like, okay, if I don't have that, then I don't have any time at all which can feel so disheartening and draining. Um, I actually have a good friend who recently set a goal for herself to have 20 minutes total of alone time per day. I would love for her to get like five times that amount because she works really hard and she deserves to have some downtime. But if 20 minutes is all that feels doable right now, it's great to have that as a benchmark, as a goal, because it's attainable. Um, and it's, it's, uh, you're able to protect that time, right? You can say, okay, 20 minutes, like that is reasonable. I can take that time for myself and really feel confident about setting boundaries around it, being intentional about it. So what do these micro breaks look like? Um, again, maybe for her, it's like 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there, or five minutes after she wakes up and five minutes um, at lunchtime and 10 minutes at the end of the day. Um, so it could be broken into little chunks, but some ideas on how to use this, um, these micro breaks, laying down and just closing your eyes, um, doing a few stretches or yoga poses. One of my personal favorites is just doing a quick walk, like around the block, around the neighborhood, like eight or 10 minutes. It doesn't take a lot of time, but you just get out of the house. Um, calling a friend. Uh, another personal favorite of mine is watching a funny video. So like SNL or a comedy or something just to kind of get you laughing to kind of bump you out of like a stress response and just do something that's um, relatively passive, but like fun. Uh, mindfulness or breathing practices can be helpful. And then truly anything that is um, either calming or energizing, depending on what you need. So for your break, you might feel exhausted and you need to boost your energy. Well, go for something that's going to do that. Or you might be exhausted and need something to, and overwhelmed, and you just need to like take the nervous system down a few notches so you can attend to yourself in that way as well. So 
um, when we take that time, um, we know we can notice and we, we intentionally protect it. We can notice a shift in how we feel. So let's say you're like at a eight out of 10 stress. The idea between taking, let's say a five minute walk around isn't to bring you down to a two. I wish it, I wish it could, maybe it will someday, but a lot of the time it may take you from like an eight to a six, right? It just decreases your stress a little bit or it increases your emotional reserves by a little bit. Um, and it just gives us, it's kind of like a little snack instead of like a huge meal. It's, but it gives us just enough to kind of like move forward with our day. So it can be a really valuable tool, um, to just gift yourself that one to 10 minutes, um, to just be doing whatever it is you feel like doing. Another little tip that I personally have found helpful is to set a timer. So I know for me, sometimes I'm like, oh, I should be, should be all the shoulds, right? I should be folding laundry. I should be replying to those emails. I should be recording one of these videos, right? There's always like a list of shoulds. And yet I know at certain times I need to take that rest time, that downtime. And it's important to me to protect it. And so one thing that I like to do is to set an alarm. I can literally just, you know, use my phone and say, let's set an alarm for 10 minutes. And during that 10 minutes, I can fully, takes a little bit of practice, but at this point I can fully let go of the things on my to-do list. I can pretty quickly relax and rest or read for 10 minutes or um, do whatever I need to do for 10 minutes. And when that timer rings, okay, now I know there's some accountability, that time has ended and I can snooze it if I want to, but it just gives some parameters to, to, to that time, to that micro break where I can truly relax into it. So it may or may not work for you, but wanted to, throw that out there. Um, you may also use music and as a way to do that. So listening to a favorite song or two, um, mood booster, but also kind of gives like a time limited, okay, for as long as like the next couple of songs are on, I'm just going to relax. I'm going to look out the window and just notice the, oh, the color of the sky and the new leaves growing on the trees. Um, so it kind of gives, gives us like a space in which to relax. Um, so the idea with this is that they're accessible. These micro breaks are accessible even when, even when we have kids at home, we can take a one minute, let's take 10 deep breaths, right? That's usually accessible to us, even when we're caring for children. Um, taking a moment or two to stretch, that's usually accessible to us, even in the middle of a busy day. Um, so I encourage you to take advantage of these like longer micro breaks, but also these like 30 second, one minute, where you really try your best to kind of shut everything else out, focus on, you can do a body scan if that feels good for you, just checking in with your body, how's that, how is that feeling? Um, and just really give yourself some attention and some love during that time. So again, these are not gonna immediately resolve our stress and overwhelm. They're not going to take us from an eight to a two, like I said, but they're gonna just give us a little bit of nourishment to get through the day, to remind ourselves that we are worthy of taking care of ourselves, of feeling good. And that by doing so, it's not only good for us, but it's good for our families, it's good for our children, and just good in general. Um, so I encourage you to, after this video is done, to take your first micro break, to try it out, see how it feels for you, and just notice what a difference it makes in your day. Even if it's a small difference, that's okay, it all matters. Um, and if you're looking for more resources, more support or guidance for yourself as a parent, as an HSP, or for parenting your HSP child, you can find lots more resources, my blog, 
um, my podcast and my courses, as well as coaching um, packages on highlysensitiveparenthood.com at the resources page and just check it out, explore the website and see what you might find there. My goal is to support you in your parenting and your parenthood journey. And I hope that this has been a helpful part of that for you. All right, take care and have a great day. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Highly Sensitive Parenthood podcast. For more resources, including our blog, toolkit, and online course for highly sensitive parents, visit highlysensitiveparenthood.com.